Welcome back, everybody, to the Real Madrid podcast. What a 24 hours it's been. Both Barcelona and Real Madrid crashing out of the Copa del Rey. Uh, Prior to last night's match against Sociedad, Martin Odegaard, of course, who's still owned by Real Madrid and will be expected back in the summer, had been in very bullish mood indeed about Sociedad's chances. He said, we can beat Madrid and do something very special in the cup. And they did just that. He scored, remember, the opening goal on 22 minutes. Overall, Sociedad had five shots on target and scored Four goals. Now, a player that Real Madrid nearly signed a couple of years back also came back to haunt them. Alexander Isak scored two goals and he could have had a hat-trick, but he had a goal disallowed by VAR. Real Madrid nearly signed him or thought they'd signed him a couple of years ago. They thought the deal was done when he uh, actually left AIK, but he ended up going to Borussia Dortmund instead. He only made five first-team appearances there before going to Villantre in the Eredivisie last year and hitting 13 goals. Uh, what a good buy he's been for Sociedad this year. 15 goals scored in all the games he's played this season. He's under contract until 2024, but that isn't going to stop envious glances toward a player that was likened to Ibrahimovic. Now, looking for answers were the media inevitably after the game. The lineup was questioned. It included Marcelo, Diaz, Militao, James Rodriguez. So, what was Zidane's views? He said, I put a team out as I thought would do well. I don't think we were wrong with the team selection, but this result does hurt. We must now, though, move on and think about Sunday. We will continue in the same way. So this long old wait of Zidane's for cup success goes on. He's never won this cup as a coach of Real Madrid. As for the players, Marcelo said afterwards, he said, we reacted just a little too late. We do, though, have two competitions left and we must win both. And, of course, regardless of the comments made by Zidane and the players, the media have their own agenda. With defeat comes the hunt for more scapegoats. And Gareth Bale, of course, is always singled out in these occasions. Uh, He decided to up and leave the game with 15 minutes still to go and score at 4-1 to Sothia Dan. And you've got to say it is incredible that Zidane... And the club sanctioned this. Would it really hurt for Gareth Bale to actually sit and watch his team for 90 minutes, regardless of what the result is and regardless of the traffic situation? Now, moving on, Vinicius was caught after the game. He was put directly on the spot with the question. He was asked about the possibility of him going to PSG for next season. His response was unequivocal. There is no chance. I want to stay at Madrid. Now, plenty still being discussed about what is happening with Mbappe and could Madrid profit from the alleged fallouts between player and coach. Now, the general opinion is that Madrid value the relationship that they have with PSG and indeed Khalifi and will not do anything to jeopardize it. So unless there is some encouragement from Paris or indeed from Qatar, they will not be making any moves. Um, Further to the defeat last night, some sections of the media saying the defeat is purely down to Zidane and his continued trust in players that he should have jettisoned ages ago. Uh, There were simply too many changes, in particular the names coming in for criticism, James Rodriguez, Nacho and Marcelo, all of whom some believe, well, their careers and their time at Real Madrid are now over. Marcelo continues, of course, to be linked with a move in the summer. 
Now, back to Martin Odegaard. His future, the player himself, remains coy about a return to Madrid this summer, insisting he's happy with the deal that he's done to play at Real Sociedad. The club also want him to stay. The chairman has come out today and said that he believes that Real Madrid is a gentleman's club. He said, and I am sure the agreement that we made will be fulfilled. And that means that Odegaard would spend another year with Sociedad. Gareth Bale's agent has again spoken about the player's future. He said he is fine. He's going to be at Madrid for another two years, so there is nothing to worry about. He's happy with life and everything is good. He said it's the other people that are worrying on his relationship with Zidane. He said, I think that Mr. Zidane and Mr. Bale have a good relationship for now. Story coming out of the Italian media is saying that Real Madrid are interested in taking Jorginho from Chelsea next season. This came after his agent made comments saying that he expected offers to come into Chelsea and his player this summer. Sarri and Juventus remains a fan as well, and he would also be interested in teaming up with the player again. Further to last night's loss against Sociedad, some sections of the media saying that the defeat is purely down to Zidane and his selection, with a continued trust in players that he should have jettisoned a long time ago. There were simply too many changes, in particular the names coming in for criticism, James Rodriguez, Nacho and Marcelo. It's said that their times are over. Marcelo, of course, continues to be linked with a move to PSG in the summer. A few other names appearing as well over the last 24-48 hours in the gossip and rumour columns. Bami Yang's name is there. His future, of course, at Arsenal looks a little bleaker than it did a couple of weeks ago. And no surprise that Erling Haaland's name is continually got presence. Uh, it's said that uh, 75 million, which is his release clause, which will come in this summer. Well, that is very good value indeed, especially if you consider it would be half what it would take to sign either Marcus Rashford or indeed Harry Kane. Sergio Ramos's name is never far away from a story or a piece of rumour or speculation. His future, of course, is much discussed with a view now being offered that the gap between the players' demands and what the club are willing to offer are widening, it said, as opposed to narrowing, with some believing that he's coming to the end of his time at the club, but the club themselves certainly will not want a repeat of the way they handled the end of previous icons' time at the club, like Raul Casillas and, indeed, Ronaldo. Now, moving on to Sunday. Firstly, good news. Casemiro, Lucas Carvajal, all ready to return to the team on Sunday. Bale and Hazard did train on Friday, but they are not likely to be involved. Now, Osasuna currently sitting in 11th place in La Liga. They've only lost six out of 22 games played this season. The problem they've had is turning draws into victories. Uh, Ten draws this season overall is equal with Valladolid and Bilbao. Uh, They've been beaten at home twice this season, 4-3 by Sociedad and 2-1 by Bilbao. Barcelona were held to a 2-2 draw here earlier this season and Valencia have been beaten here as well. As to who to look out for, overall, 12 different players have scored for them this season. The Argentine forward, Avia, with nine goals, is the top scorer this season. 11 in all games that he's played. He's one goal off, equaling his best ever league season. He scored 10 with Huesca last year. Uh, he's bang in form, though, at the moment. Nine goals in the last 11 games, so it really needs to be watched. 
Ruben Garcia is another with six goals. He's also remaining consistent with his contribution. It's his best season in La Liga. His previous best of eight goals was scored with Gijon. Uh, that was in the second division, though the player who is the primary assist provider is Roberto Torres, the longtime servant of the club, who's in his 13th season with Osasuna. He's actually set up six this season and he scored four. Uh, keep an eye on the disciplinary situation here. Osasuna have accrued a huge 65 yellow cards, four red cards this season, or Caglia has been sent off twice. Now, overall, Madrid have enjoyed the majority of success in the years these two have been meeting. This is meeting number 78. Real Madrid have won 48, drawn 16, lost 13. Madrid won 2-0 earlier this season with Vinicius and Rodrigo with the goals. Now, Osasuna's last victory was back in January of 2011. It's a long, long time ago. Jose Antonio Camacho's team uh, beating the then Madrid coach of Jose Mourinho. A couple of survivors left from that time, of course. Well, Ramos and Benzema still here. All in all, though, just four victories for Osasuna this century at home and one away. Real Madrid have racked up some pretty hefty scorelines as well. 5-2 here in 2016-17 and a 5-1 and a 7-1 back in 2011-12 season as well. The record, though, well, that still stands at eight goals to nil from October of 1958. The legendary Di Stefano actually scored a hat-trick that day. Pushkas was also on the score sheet as well. Uh, ironically, Osasuna's two biggest wins in this fixture have both come away. 3-0 back in 2004 and 4-0 back in 1990. Di Stefano was actually the coach there. And the Polish international by the name of Jan Urban was the man who got a hat-trick that day for Osasuna. And there we are. That just about wraps it up then for today. Don't forget, you can catch up with all of the previous episodes via the website at www.realmadridpodcast.com. I'll be back on Tuesday with a roundup of the weekend. Until then, have a great weekend. Enjoy the game. And I'll see you back here on Tuesday. From me, Tim Capel, bye-bye for now.